Well, good morning, everybody. It's Lee Ryder here from Chronicle Live, Chief Newcastle United writer, and I'm just going to have a bit of a chat about uh, Newcastle United's 3-2 home defeat against Manchester City. It was a game where, you know, it, it promised so much for Newcastle at one point, um, but ultimately, you know, Newcastle end up with nothing to show uh, for their hard efforts on a night of high drama at St James's Park. Um, I will quickly recap um, how the game went. Newcastle did make a, a bit of a flying start, really. I mean, had the ball in the net um, after about 90 seconds through Sean Longstaff, uh, but that got choked off for an offside call. Uh, and looking back, you know, watching match of the day and uh, watching the game back again in the small hours of this morning, uh, yeah, it was it was a mile, mile offside, so there can be no arguments there. But Newcastle's intent did give City a bit of a fright early on. Um, we then had the controversy of Anthony Gordon being hauled back on the touchline by uh, Diaz and Newcastle not even getting a free kick for that, which, you know, really seemed to upset their pattern and, you know, City would go on and take the lead through Bernardo Silva with, um, let's face it, it was a pretty classy uh, back heel from Silva. Um just completely caught Newcastle by surprise with the audacity of it. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to applaud good goals like that. And, and nine times out of ten, I think Newcastle fans would applaud uh, class goals like that. But it's just the controversy of Gordon being fouled. And uh, as you saw, uh, Dan Byrne getting right in the thick of it as City tried to celebrate the goal. Um, but Newcastle were behind, and at that point, you did wonder, is it going to be um, a long night for Newcastle? Um, there was a Dan Byrne slip shortly after when Foden um, played in Kovacevic, and it was um, Dubravka who made a great save to keep Newcastle in it at 1-0. Now, after that, it was really um, a joy to watch for as a Newcastle fan. The way Newcastle got on with their business, the way they didn't let their heads go down. They didn't wallow in self-pity and they started to really play football um, to a great level. And it was really, um, the roof nearly came off. Um, you had Fabian Schur, who'd been outstanding up until that point, um, steaming in to win the ball. Plays in Bruno, who sweeps it over the top for Isaac to run on and score, <coughs> finished that, you know, after the game, Eddie Howe was comparing with Alan Shearer, so it was um, a really good moment for Newcastle, um, it was a moment that really rattled Man City, because they couldn't, uh, they couldn't quite process what had happened to them, and if you look back, it was a, it was a great, simple first-time ball um, from Bruno, but, you know, a sumptuous pass, and Isak just ran on and just curled it past the goalkeeper and just proved what a class act he really is. And then, you know, within two minutes, Newcastle, you know, they were ahead. Remarkably, um, Dan Byrne slipping the ball to Gordon and he made a great run down the left. And you can understand Newcastle's injustice when um, Gordon got hauled back because Man City knew exactly what they were doing um, a few moments earlier because that's what Gordon can do. He pulverised them for pace down that side and then, you know, cut inside two defenders and, you know, a great finish again. 2-1, Newcastle going with a deserved lead at half-time. And the stage was set for, uh, you know, another 
famous win over Manchester City. Newcastle haven't beaten Manchester City at home in the Premier League um, since 2019 under Rafa Benitez. Um, obviously, they've won in the Carabao Cup um, at St James Park, but in the Premier League, it's been a long time. Um, and you, you did wonder, you know, what they're capable of, of going on to, um, you know, get another big win against City. Um, they were holding out Newcastle. I don't think they were spectacular going forward um, in the second half. They didn't create a lot. <laughs> then, you know, the game changed. We, we could see, again, we could see Pep Guardiola getting agitated on the touchline. Um, and, you know, he turned to De Bruyne. Um, it was almost perfect timing for him to come on just as it was a free kick on the edge of the box. And uh, that hit the wall. Again, you were wondering, could Newcastle hold out? Dubravka making good saves. I think he denied Rodri with a fantastic uh, pusher on the post. So, you know, at 2-1, with 16 minutes left, you're thinking, just maybe, just maybe. Uh, and then, for me, um, Newcastle's problems came back to haunt them. Um, they looked like they were running on empty in midfield. Uh, they couldn't make a change in midfield because there was uh, no central midfielders on the bench on a day when there was two goalkeepers. I did uh, in the live blog. If anybody was reading that, I did flag up some concerns about the bench uh, given the amount of young players, uh, given the amount of goalkeepers on the bench. I thought it was uh, a concern and wanted no cover in central midfield. So Eddie couldn't make a change um, in that department. So, lo and behold, uh, Rodri managed to bypass the whole midfield by flicking the ball through and uh, De Bruyne was allowed Akers to just run at Newcastle and plant the finish in the bottom corner. And then came the real heartbreaker in the 91st minute. Um, De Bruyne involved again, quarterback roll, pinged a pass over the top, um, falls for Oscar Bob, uh, Kieran Trippier involved in. Another incident that, you know, it seems to be haunting them um, in the mid part of the season. The fact that any time Newcastle concede a goal, um, Trippier seems to be in the thick of it. And yes, he is defender. Um, but it looked like tired legs again. Um, could Newcastle have made a change potentially there? Emil Kraft was available. Um, but regardless, it was a class finish from Oscar Bob to cut inside then show quick feet and then again another audacious goal just the way you know he used two feet to almost pick his spot and you know 3-2 there was no coming back from it and it was a pretty devastating um, devastating way to lose a game there's no good way to lose a game of course but uh, that particularly felt cruel for Newcastle Um, talking points after the game should Eddie have um, made changes earlier in the game. He did bring Lewis Hall on with the uh, youngster playing in an attacking role um, because obviously he couldn't change anything midfield. Uh, well, you can't bring a central midfielder on if you haven't got one. Um, therefore, the only one of the other alternatives would have been to play five at the back, something that Eddie Howe was repeatedly said he's not prepared to do it. He's not prepared to park the bus. Um, so, he, you know, after the game, saying that, he, he would have deemed bringing Jamal LaSalle's on as a negative move um, because, you know, it's, it's almost accepting you're going to get a point. Now, 
me personally, I would have probably accepted a point. It's easy with bene- the benefit of hindsight. It's very easy to sit here and say that. Um, but there's going to have to come a time in the season where we have to you know, accept that a draw is not a bad result because these points now are starting to um, you know, slip away from Newcastle. Um, you look at the table, they're sitting in 10th now. They're on 29 points. Um, there's no danger of anything crazy happening uh, in the bottom half of the table. I'm not getting carried away. But they've lost 10 football matches. And, um, you know, to surrender 30 points um, is not good. And six defeats in the last seven, not good. I said before the Luton game, actually, I said, would anyone accept a point down here today, given what Luton had done? Um, and I got a little bit of a um, negative response on that one on on uh, Twitter um, from a few people. But look, at the end of the day, um, there is going to be a, a point in time where, you know, if Newcastle want to get into the Europa League or the Europa Conference League, um, they're still not off the pace on that. Uh, if you look at the table, they're a couple of points off uh, the last European place. So it's still all to play for really for Newcastle. But... If they want to get to that point, then they may have to look at some games and say, look, a draw isn't a bad result. This was the case last season. They went to Crystal Palace uh, 12 months ago, got a 0-0 draw. It wasn't the ideal result, but it was still a point which kept them uh, where they needed to be. So I think game management is something that uh, fans are they are talking about. Uh, I do understand that. Um, look, I, I, this isn't a criticism of Eddie Howe. Um, I think he's got his philosophy. Uh, he said that you know he believes that you know part of the Newcastle United manager's job is to entertain the fans. He wants to build um, an ethos like Kevin Keegan. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there has to be a balance in there somewhere. Um, I think aspects of the game against City were very good, um, but ultimately, the famous Kevin Keegan team, uh, they, the problems they had were. They couldn't hold on to Leeds and they didn't know when to almost cash out and take the point. Um, and that is a problem that is now sort of in and around it uh, for Eddie Howe. Now, in terms of Eddie Howe and his position, he is um, the CEO. Darren Neal said the other day he wants him to be here for years to come. Um so there's no alarm bells on that score. He was always going to be judged on the manner of performances. Um, and I think, you know, he's, his team are fighting for him. We've seen that against City last night. Um, again, like the Liverpool game, I thought at Anfield, Newcastle showed fight. Uh, and the, they are sh- showing that against the top teams. Now, I think if you look at the fixture list, um, we've obviously got the cup game at Fulham to come. We'd love to get through in that. Uh, Aston Villa away is going to be very difficult. Uh, you look at where they are on the table. But then after that, if you look at the fixture list um, for Newcastle, pretty much after this um, sort of winter break that they've got, there are some what I would call less daunting fixtures, if that is the best way to put it. There is no, there's no easy games in the Premier League. As we know, it's, it's a cliche. Sorry for saying it, but... You know, every game has its challenges. Uh, and Newcastle know that only too well from the games against Luton and Nottingham Forest. But if you look at the next three games after 
after the Cup and after Villa. We've got Luton Town at home, um, Nottingham Forest away and then Bournemouth at home. Now I'm looking at those fixtures and thinking six or seven points there can really uh, jolt Newcastle's season back into the, you know, the, onto the right narrative. Um, and I think that's what Eddie Howe will be judged on. I don't think he's going to be judged on losing to City or Liverpool or even Aston Villa. Um, I mean, obviously the cup is important. It's, it's Newcastle's only chance of a, of a trophy. But I think ultimately, if you're talking about when Eddie Howe will be judged, it will surely be on those three games. Um, things get a little bit tougher after that. Um, you know, they've got Arsenal away and Chelsea away coming up after that. But there are games where you think Newcastle can get things back on track. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any panic. Um, even after six games and seven, I don't think there's any panic uh, from the boardroom for Eddie Howe. Now, other talking points. Um, I did a little piece last night about Calvin Phillips. Um, now, Calvin Phillips, as we know, Newcastle United have been trying to get him on loan to Newcastle. There's been lots of uh, complications with the deal in terms of wages, uh, loan fees, etc., etc. Now, for me, um, City basically showed Newcastle that at the moment. Uh, Calvin Phillips has gone nowhere. They named him on the bench and didn't use him, which you know Newcastle uh, needed a central midfielder, and you know they, the guy that they wanted was sat on the bench, um, for City unused, and that must have been a major frustration for Eddie Howe. Um, but look, every player has got terms that. Newcastle must, you know, that as Eddie Howe said, they're not going to get people doing them favours in the transfer window. So, so on that, um, you wondered what sort of was there any clues from Calvin Phillips. I mean, there was the pictures of him warming up and Jamal Lascelles going over to have a little chat with him. Um, I think Graham Jones ran up to him at the end, um, but ultimately, Calvin Phillips was a big part of City celebrations. Um, and, you know, he didn't, he, he could have easily just went down the tunnel, um, but, you know, he showed he was the ultimate team player. Um, you know, in my piece i done last night, my my thoughts were that, you know, it would have been simple for him to, to not get involved in that. You know, in, his, in the back of his head, he could have been thinking, you know, I might be signing for Newcastle very soon, so, you know, I don't want to go over the top with any celebrations. Um, but, look... Um, as I said in the piece, he's more than entitled to do it. And uh, he looked like he was a big part of it. He looked like a player. If anyone didn't know um, and they were watching the game, um, he looked like a player who was loving life at Man City, even being on the bench. So that that could be a good sign for Newcastle because it shows he's the ultimate team player. But that's, that's where we were um, last night with Calvin Phillips again, Eddie Howe saying... Nothing um, nothing doing on transfers. Um, we asked him, did he believe that they would have a new player in the dressing room for the Aston Villa game? Because by then, the, the transfer window will be pretty much over. So this is a big two weeks for Newcastle. Um, he said he wasn't sure. He said, but that will be my intention uh, to, to have a new player on board. So giving us a little bit more there, Eddie, but... Um, 
no names and you just wonder um about restrictions with FFP is it going to be even feasible to 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 bring a player in but look that that's where we were with it last night um in summary what the next couple of weeks look like for Newcastle well uh sadly no game now until Fulham in the FA Cup at late Saturday night kickoff um so Newcastle players now will go in different directions they'll take some time to rest with the families after a long break. They will not be going um, to Saudi Arabia for a training camp, uh, as they have done previously. Uh, Man City were heading to Abu Dhabi last night, and, you know, i seen the team bus leave, and that looked like one happy camp on there. Um, and I just hope Newcastle can get back to something similar to that uh, pretty soon. But I'll sign off there. Um, Thanks for listening this morning and uh, speak to you soon.